0: You have just entered the Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Raw Access. It's your girl, Corelle, and we are back in our series, sore. And this is part two to the episode we started last week. And remember, I told you at the beginning that that episode was so packed. All of the downloads the Holy Spirit gave me that you know what, I had to break it up in two. So if you haven't listened to part one, you want to pause this and go and listen to part one so that you could really understand. But just to give you a quick recap on soar, believe it before you see it. I'm in a season of the year this year, my word for the year was soar. And um, in some areas, I did see God allow me to soar. But um, in the areas that I was really praying for, there's still no soaring being done. In my visual eyes of what I can see, and so when God brought sore back to me, I was like, "Ah," uh. and He told me the first lesson was going to be, "Believe it before you see it," and I was like, "Yeah, I can talk on that because I don't see it with my natural eyes, so I will believe for it before I see it." And so that one of the things that happened um, since we recorded this podcast of this week, God had been telling me over and over that I was supposed to go to a revival for a particular church, and I was like okay, okay. And this was like months ago, but I had not seen anything that said that they were having a revival. And I just kind of put it to the back of my head. And I remember that someone who was a friend of mine was preaching one Sunday and they go to that church. And so I said, oh, let me go support them. And so after that, I was like, okay, maybe that, that was it. And God was like, no. And then the pastor of that church, him and I were on a panel together. And I was like, maybe I was just supposed to connect with the pastor. So we were on a panel together and God was like, nope, that was not it. So this week I went to, um, I was just online getting ready for level up on Monday. And I saw the same friend that spoke at that church, share a flyer that they were having a revival. But even though the date said that it was that same day, I read it as the next week, but the Holy spirit had me messenger and say, remind me when you guys have this event. And she was like, remind you, it starts in two hours. And so I went, I went both nights. I uh, sowed a seed. Um, I don't know if you've listened to Michael Todd. I talked about it the other day when he says, you know, sow time work and harvest. Um, So, I sowed the seed and I wrote on my prayer request um, on it. And I believe that that was something that God wanted me to do. And just this week, we are getting ready for Easy Love. That's the series that we made. We're getting ready for the Freeport Red Carpet. And this week, someone reached out to us from a location in Nassau asking us to bring it to Nassau. And that was something that I just was not thinking about. It was just, and just the over. Overwhelming flow. And there's still a lot of work to do. I will tell you that, but there was just an overwhelming flow of people pouring into making this a reality. And so that's some inside news for you guys who listen to the podcast. Like we have not publicly put it on any social media platform yet, but we are going to Nassau with Easy Love for a red carpet premiere. Um, and that came out this week. And I do believe that that's not what I sowed in prayer requests. Like I had no idea if any of this would happen, but I do believe that God is lining things up for how he wants to do it. I'm not sure you guys are in the middle of my process, in the middle of me believing for God, aligning things for what he wants to do in my life, but you have to believe it before you see it. So last week we were talking about Gideon and we were in judges six and seven and the story of Gideon. For those who don't know, Gideon was seen as the least in his family. God told him to, help the Israelites to overcome their enemies. They had been in captivity or being under their enemies for seven years. And he told them to free him. And he had an army. And in that time, he was thinking like, this is not going to work. And he had to keep asking God for signs and signs and signs. And then God cut down the number for them to go and attack um, these enemies that were overthrowing him. And just a quick recap of the points we did last week. We were talking about how, I know when I look at the vision for my life and I I shared last week what my vision, I feel like God wants me to have. I do feel like God wants me to have a husband. I do feel like God wants me to have a family. I do feel like God wants me to make movies and TV shows that inspire people and increase people's faith and to write books that many people all over the world will get to experience. But however, that can't just be it because if we focus so much on the blessing and not the process of what God is trying to do, then we will lose the blessing in an instant because it's not about the blessing. God is using that to bring glory to him because that's why we're on earth. And so I said, God is more about that. And God said, because I want to increase your capacity to love. I want to increase your capacity to have patience, to always hope, to not envy others and to always trust. And so last week, we talked the four points we said, when you're growing in patience, growing in hope, not being jealous and always trusted that you have to hear it before you see it. God is going to use your weakness You are required to sow and serve. And you saw how that week, the next day I got an opportunity to sow and serve. This episode came out last Sunday and by Monday, I had an opportunity to sow and serve. So it does not end me. And the final one is ask God for confirmation, ask God for confirmation. So as we go into part two of believe it before you see it, I just want to remind you of the last statement we said in the last episode, when it said, God did not design the vision to make you happy, but to glorify him the vision that you are waiting on, the vision that your God is asking you to see, see, believe, believe before you see. So see it in the spiritual realm, believe it before you see it. It's not to make you happy. And so when we understand that, that I'm only being obedient to God and what he told me to do, then we will see his fruit in my life. And I talked about it last week. God gave me the revelation that There are so many things that God gives me the vision for it. And like, it happens the next day. Like it happens immediately. Like that thing happening this week, that was something that I thought would be great to happen. But if it didn't happen, it wasn't a big deal to me. And I feel like when we let things go, like really let it go, that God just allows it to happen on its own and just in his way. And I'm just so thankful for it. And so as we go into part two of Believe It Before You See It, the, the first point that I want to give you, and we talked about my journey with Miss Graham Bahama, um, so go listen to that, where I tell a full, full story of how I thought I was going to just, you know, go ahead to Miss Bahama's, and that, uh, that part of the vision did not come to pass, and it brings me to my first point, and my first point in this part two lesson is you are required to purify your heart, and when we're purifying our hearts, God wants to make sure that all of the idols are out our heart. The things that making sure that there aren't things we want more than we want God. So just as I want, just, I want God more than I want those things and allowing God to tear those down, tear those down in our hearts and help us to release those back to God. We have to, we have to reject everything that worked before and just trust God. And so when I was in that Miss Grand Bahama experience, I was starting to make an idol out of having that platform and people knowing me as Miss Bahamas, I was making an idol, everything. It, it came before everything. It literally came before everything. And God was like, "This is the this is the only place that I'm taking you in this vision. I'm taking you up to here. Because if I take you any further, this idol will overtake you. And so in order for you to fulfill the purpose I have on your life, This is as far as the vision you're going to see, because it's more, again, God did not design the vision to make you happy, but to bring glory to him. So the minute God sees that that vision isn't going to bring glory to me, it's only about trying to make you happy. We're going to have to make sure that this vision aligns with my will for your life. And so when we're reading the judges and we see Gideon, before Gideon is sent to battle, before Gideon is given the men to go into the battle, God says, you have to tear down Baal. And, and he did it at night because he was afraid. Why? Because one, the people are going to kill him because that's our livelihood. We serve in this idol because we believe this is how we're going to get riches. This is how we're going to survive. So people are going to be upset at, at him. And also, if he was a part of the Israelites, Um, He was also seeing this as the source of my strength. And so when we see things as this is the source of my happiness, this is the source of my strength, God said, I need to tear some things down in your heart so that you can completely trust me. And so the, remember I said, the vision isn't about to make us happy. The vision is to bring glory to God. And I asked God, what do you want to do? Because I know you don't just want to give me that vision. There's something you're trying to do. And he said, I'm trying to increase your capacity to love in the aspect of purifying your heart. God is trying to help you with the part of love that is not self-seeking. And when I tell you that when I evaluate my life from relationships that did not work out, from things that I just decided to hold to and get upset like Miss Brown Bahama, from opportunities not coming to pass, I know for a doubt the capacity for love that God was trying to work in me is love is not self-seeking. Love is not self-seeking. That is something that has been extremely, extremely hard for me. When I was having a conversation with my therapist last week, He said, you know, we did an interview the other day and he was like, I realized in that interview, you have a very quick brain. Like, I don't know if Corral realizes her brain is really quick. And I was like, yeah, I know I've I've, in the last two years or so, I've realized that that is one of my giftings. That's why I can do interviews. That's why I can do event planning, because in order to do these things, you need to have a very quick brain. That's why I can do public speaking, because you have to have a quick brain to realize if something doesn't work, what is the solution? How are we going to figure it out? So he said, now I see why it's so hard for you to date because he has been encouraging me to not try to figure out what's going to happen, to stay in the moment, to not be so results focused, to just enjoy genuine experiences. And he said, somebody with a quick brain is always trying to calculate what does this moment mean? And let's get to the solution of this moment versus just going with the flow. And he said, I have such a great appreciation now for you taking the exercises that I have given you because I realize that you have a quick brain. So having a quick brain can be a strength, but it also can be a weakness because I'm so solution focused. What are we doing? What, how are we going? But when God is trying, so even though you have different parts of your personality, different things that you've been doing, the enemy wants a foothold in that. The enemy wants a foothold. So God wants you to work hard. But when you make it so much that in order to work hard, I'm going to use bail in order to get what I need. God's like, no, I need to tear that down because you need to surrender everything to me. So God's like, I need you to surrender that quick brain to me. And when I don't surrender it, then I'm doing, I'm being self-seeking. I'm trying to do what works for me. Going with the flow may work for everybody else, but because I'm quick-brained in every situation, I wanted to go quick. I want to be results-driven. I want to know what's happening. And God's saying that's self-seeking. You can't operate in any dynamic, whether it's an organization, whether it's a business, whether it's a friendship, where it's all about me. It's all about the way that I always do it. And I'm making sure that God's like, no, I got to tear that down. It's not self-seeking. It's not self-seeking. So the first one is you have to, you're required to purify your heart. Before God allows, Gideon to walk into that vision, I need to deal with the things that are still idols because I need to tear those down. So God is trying to say, I got to purify your heart. And remember, I told you last week, there are things that God gave me to do, and those happen immediately. And then there are things that I have been believing and waiting to walk into, and they have taken forever because God said, there's something that you want out of it and I have to purify it until you're just following in what I want you to do. So you're required to purify your heart because love is not self-seeking. The second one. The second one is you won't be able to take credit for it. You won't be able to take credit for it. You won't. That whole Nassau experience this week, God, God, and it's still God, like we're still in the middle of it because we said yes to it but there's still thousands of dollars that we don't have to to go towards it. And it's like, okay, God gonna do it because I don't have the thousands of dollars to go there and do that. Um, But we got a few yeses and now we've committed to those few yeses. So we're gonna just trust God to do the rest. Like this literally came to the door. Like I didn't go out for it at all. And so God's like, when I do stuff, it's so that you won't be able to take credit. And so that's what happened with Gideon's army. Gideon's army was reduced from 32,000 to 300, 32,000 to 300. That's 1%. 300 is 1% of 32,000, 1%. And so it's reminding us of the, the love that's increasing. His love is not proud. It's not boastful. I can't be proud or boastful because there's no way I did it. How did he do it with 300 when they had so many men ahead of them? Well, God and the Holy Spirit did something among the men that they went crazy on their own and they ended up killing their own selves. And so Gideon, those only went after the leaders of those tribes and he, they killed them in battle. Um, but they weren't killing the massive amount of people that were against them. They killed themselves. And that's how it, you know, like that's God, that's God who did it. And when I had gone through Miss Brown, I had to lose, I can't remember 50 or 60 pounds, I still wasn't one of the most least likely candidates. I, it just was all of these things. And so at the end of the night, I, I still have the picture where I'm looking up and I'm saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. But by the time I had won, I was like, I'm feeling myself. I think I, think I was feeling myself a little bit. I was like, ah, am me see Grand Bahama. Nobody else, not even Bahama, Grandma Hamley, Nobody else up here and here went, wanna a pageant. You guys just walked in off the street. So hello, hello hello, honey. And so I think I was feeling myself a little bit. I don't think in the moment I knew that I was feeling myself a little bit. I was like, yeah, this is going to end right here. This is going to end right here. And when I had the opportunity to go to China and Colombia, that straight up was God because I didn't ask to go to, I didn't say I lost the pageant, figure out for me to go to the internet. I was just depressed. I was just depressed. So China and Colombia was just like, what? Like that was all God. And so God, says like, I'm going to take it. I need to take it down so much that you cannot be proud or boastful about anything. You cannot be proud or boastful about anything. And so where that applies to my life of God wanting me to walk, I, you have to continually say God purify my heart. Am I doing anything where I'll try and take credit? Like, Lord, I will do it. I will sit here and wait for you to bring whatever it is. I don't, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to do it. Like, just let me know what to do. Because for some reason, when it comes to purpose and my career, I can rest things down, and God can just open the doors, and I'm just like, okay, I did not see that coming. But there are some things where obviously I keep getting my, I keep, I keep touching it, I keep touching it. The reason why I know I'm strong will, when I was younger, I, I remember my mom was like, you have such a strong will. I am. Um, it works in business when sales, like when I'm calling to follow up with things, it works in that sense. But that don't work in your personal life. That, that That's not a strength in your personal life. I have a lot of strengths that obviously lead into business, um, but they work good in uh, personal dynamics. And so that is what God is working on in my heart. Pray for your girl. Um, uh, me not trying to touch everything, but I remember when I was younger, we were coming from a party and I wanted some of my mother's food. And she was like, when we get home, you can have some. I don't know. We don't, nothing in Freeport is more than 10 minutes away. So don't ask me why I keep touching this food. I'm just a little child. That's just very much of a nuisance. So I keep like trying to get a chicken wing or pick off a meatball. And she's like, leave my food alone. Like, don't touch it. When we get home, we will, you know, just like, don't touch it. So I keep touching it, keep touching it, keep touching it. When I tell you that I touched the food to the point where it spilled over in the car and everything fell on the ground. When I said that my mother gave me a whoop it out of this world, when I say your girl got beat, beat out of this world, but I think she did it. it don't call job protector services on my mom. It was years ago. Um, but I think that she did it in that moment because, and that's why I never forgot it. But I think the lesson that I was supposed to learn or God wants me to remember from it is when we keep putting our hands on it, when we keep trying to touch it, when we keep trying to do what we want to do we're going to make a whole mess of everything we're going to make a whole mess of everything so we won't be able to take credit for what god is going to do in our life and so we have to remove our hands and so if you're like me in some situations in my life where i'm like i'm not touching the guy because i thought i wasn't touching it, but if i'm touching it let me know how i'm touching it so i'm, if I'm touching it because i don't want to touch it because i want to walk into the full vision that you have for my life but i know that in this moment, you are increasing my capacity to love. And so in this moment, when you won't be able to take credit for it, God is increasing our capacity about it not being proud. So the first one is he's purifying our heart. So because love is not self-seeking. The second one is you won't be able to take credit for it because love is not proud. Number three, number three, the journey will be a lot of work. The journey will be a lot of work. It's not just because God is in it, it doesn't mean that it isn't hard. It doesn't mean that you won't feel tired. It doesn't mean that you won't feel overwhelmed. Walking into the vision that God has for you is still a lot of work. It does feel tiring, it is overwhelming, it is stressful. I am recording this podcast at my office today because even though that great blessing came through this week where we were reached out to, to partner with this company and bring it to Nassau, it took over my work day. And so therefore there were a lot of other things that were already on the agenda that I had to come into work and work all day Saturday because the day went away from me when that happened. And so there's a lot of work and, but Love always preserves and keeps going. So God is trying to open up our heart to always preserve, always keep going. Yeah, we were tired, but we kept pursuing, we kept going. And even through those blessings of China and Colombia, I remember when I got to China, there was something about my bag, my bag. I don't remember if my bag was overweight and dealing with the overweight of my bag. i missed the connecting flight. And so I would have to leave the next morning. So I slept in the airport. I slept in the airport, guys. There was this restaurant that was closed And I slept in the booth and there was some other person who missed their flight and they slept in the other side of the booth. So I I have my suitcase next to me and I'm sleeping in the booth with the, and I slept there until the next morning. Talk about, you know, people say glitz and glamour of, oh, you're a pageant queen and you're traveling all the world. I'm sleeping in a restaurant booth in the middle of the night in China. Crazy times, guys, crazy times, guys, but the journey will be a lot of work. And so it said that, you know, when Gideon, those were going through it, it was a lot of work. They were tired, but they kept pursuing, they kept pursuing, they kept going because if we want to walk into the full vision that God has for our life, if we want to walk into the fullness that God is calling us to, if we want to believe it before we see it, we have to realize that it's going to be a lot of work and you're going to be tired, but it, love always preserves and it always keeps going because God, God is increasing our capacity to love. And the final one, the final one that you have to remember, if you are going to believe it before you see it, remember we said you have to purify your heart. You can't believe it before you see it if you don't purify your heart. And that's that's helping to open the capacity of not being self-seeking. Number two, you can't believe it before you see it if you're still trying to take credit for it because love is not proud. If you're still trying to take credit for it or you're still touching it, you won't be able to believe it before you see it because it's not proud. If you do not realize and you do not walk through the fact that this journey is a whole lot of work and that you'll be tired because the capacity of love always preserves and keep going is trying to happen in you, God is trying to build it in you, you're not gonna be able to believe it before you see it. And finally, you won't be able to believe it before you see it if you do not keep a source of encouragement around you. When Gideon was preparing for battle and he was nervous about, is God really going to do this? Is God really going to set us free from our enemies and do it through me? Is God really going to do this? And this is what I'm saying as I, I, as I did the budget today. That was one of the things I had to do <laughs> of looking over like, okay, we're going to so Nassau, We got a few people on board, but let's do the budget of what this still is going to cost. Okay. Thousands of dollars. Okay. God, you're really going to do this because this, I'm reading thousands. Are you really going to do this <laughs> is what I'm saying, you know? So you have to look for the source of encouragement. And so when Gideon was saying, are you really going to do this? I see all of these men, they're going to overtake him and thinking they're going to overtake us. And God told him that there's a guy that he should take with him so that he can hear the dreams and interpretation. So close your air gates to those who don't believe. Close your air gates to those who don't believe. Okay. Because he had to take a guy with him and then he overheard them saying the dreams and realize, oh, they're afraid of us. This is possible. This is happening. I am going to walk into it. Remember our first point is we'll hear it before you see it. So if you're going to believe it before you see it, look for your source of encouragement, look to keep people around you. So if you're saying, you know, I don't know, like, you know, people who are around me are going to be encouraging in that moment. If you're around people who gossip about other people, chances are They're the people who are going to be negative. They're going to be the people who believe you can't do it. They're going to be the people who say like, I don't see how that could happen. I don't think that makes sense. I don't think. And sometimes those are the people that are closest to you. And sometimes it doesn't mean that you cut them off, but sometimes it's, it's how you, present certain information and i'm like there are some people in your life you'd have to cut off because they just do not know what to say but there are some people too you just need to learn like if it's a family member if you're like your husband you can't cut your husband off if they were not being supportive or boring or a mother or father uh, of not being supportive but when i have those situations with a family member that's close and i find that they say like well i don't think that could happen i just feel like well i did pray on it i believe that god is saying to move forward with it and you just shut it down as quickly as possible to not allow it to fester but you need to keep the close encouragement people around you, because when you're waiting on a vision from God, it's very hard to see. It's very hard to see. And so God wants you to believe in your heart because he's building your capacity to believe. And so it also says, love rejoices in the truth, rejoices in the truth. That means I'm not around people who gossip. I'm not around people who poison a word. I'm not around people who are negative. I'm not around people who are discouraging because I have to be able to walk forth. And if I'm believing for something I cannot see, I cannot be around somebody who's not going to be encouraging, who's not going to see what God is doing in my life. And so what I want to encourage you as we go and soar, and I'll continue, like I said, we're doing SOAR for the rest of the year. And I'm just waiting to see. I know God's about to do something. He did it this week with the NASA opportunity. I know he's gonna come through with the other thousands of dollars that we need in order to make this trip a reality. But I'm just I don't know about you. If anybody's excited, put it in Royal Access. If you listen to this episode, I want you to come in Royal Access and let us know what you're excited about or excited for. I'm excited. I'm going to say it. I'm excited for God bringing the visions to pass by increasing my capacity to love, by increasing my capacity to be patient. God, I got my, increasing my outcome back to that, guys. Increasing my capacity to be patient, increasing my capacity to hope, increasing my capacity not to be jealous of others increasing my capacity to trust God, increasing my capacity not to be self-seeking, increasing my capacity not to be proud, increasing my capacity to keep going, to preserve, and increasing my capacity to rejoice in the truth. You guys, you're in the middle with me. I told you there are a lot of things that I'm believing for, but I still have not seen it. But I know that God's vision for my life and his goal for my life more than anything else is to increase my capacity to love. Because again, God did not design the vision to make me happy. He designed the vision to bring him glory. And so he knows the timeline. He knows the people that I'm meant to be connected to. He knows exactly how he wants it to be set up in order for me to bring him glory and in order for you to bring him glory. So if you have been listening to this episode and you said, you know, I have been waiting to soar. I've been waiting to see it. I have been believing for it. I hope that this encourage you that you will hear it before you see it. That God is going to use your weakness. You are required to sow and serve. So ask God for that opportunity. Like he showed me two hours before at that revival. Like this is a, a ground I want you to sow on. Ask him for confirmation. Ask him to purify your heart. Ask him to, to help you to not touch it so that you're not trying to take credit for anything that, that's happening in your life. Know that the journey will be a lot of work and look for your source of encouragement. So I hope as I encourage myself, I encourage you to continue to trust God in this season and for everything he's about to do in your life. Again, I want to encourage you to believe it before you see it. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, come chat with us in the Royal Access. Tell us what you're excited Before The year is almost done, but it's not done yet. So just trust and believe what God wants to do in your life and just hold on to that belief. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corral Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.